to another episode of Alex and Cody's Excellent Recordings. Hello and welcome to another episode of Alex and Cody's Excellent Recordings. Got a really exciting show for y'all today. We're going to be doing a little bit more post-E3 coverage now the E3 is wrapped up. So we're going to talk about the Ubisoft press conference. We're going to talk about the PlayStation press conference, the Nintendo press conference, and the Square Enix press conference. So a lot of really good things going on there, and we're really excited to dive into those today. Alex, you want to start us off uh, with? We'll kind of, I guess, we'll kind of just go in order that they that they premiered. So I guess first would be Ubisoft as well as Square Enix. Yeah. Okay. Um, Square was like really short. Uh, I didn't really even think it needed to be a conference just because it was just basically trailers and half of the trailers we'd basically already seen or, and then the other parts were kind of just revisions on trailers that had already been announced or games that had already been announced. So there wasn't too much to talk about there. Um, there's an interesting game called like the quiet man. And, uh, it looked pretty whatever, but it kind of had a little bit of, it had like live action mixed with like real like kind of Japanese-ish it kind of looked like Yakuza kind of gameplay a little bit that's kind of intriguing but really nothing else that gripped me super um, intensely uh, there were so many things that Square could have announced um, like their Marvel's Adventures game and um, you know they have a lot of really big things kind of on, on, on the cooker but they really didn't go for it um, like I hope they would. So I wasn't too impressed with Square. Uh, Ubisoft, I think, did a very solid uh, presentation. It, was, it wasn't any frills or anything crazy, but it was very balanced. And uh, they showed all their games that they're very proud of and really showcased them in a great light. So the only one that I was kind of like bummed out was Beyond Good and Evil 2, which it looks like an incredible game, like the world building and everything like that it looks awesome. I just wish we could have seen like some really cool actual live action gameplay because that game's been in, in progress for so many years cool. uh other than that though i think um you know they really doubled down on the division two which i think looks really awesome oh uh, yeah i think it's gonna be a super fun game are you planning on playing that game at all uh potentially it depends on like when it comes out and what else is being released mm-hmm. just because like, there's so many good games coming out i've really got to like budget my money and just really decide yeah. on on what I want. So that's, that's the tough thing. Yeah. It's going to be very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And like, like I said, like it's even like time, it's like, what game am I going to commit myself to? Because there's so Mm -hmm. many good online MMO type games that are coming out that you can just hop into and play with friends, which is really cool. I'm glad we're in that place, but uh, especially those games, I feel like they're kind of like, uh, you know, temporary in a sense where like if you, you have to kind of get in on it whenever it jumps in and everybody gets yeah. excited about it. And so for some of these, it's like like the division, I feel like I've got to get in on it in day one, yeah. uh, which I'm really excited to play. But at the same time, it's like there's all these other games and Fallout 76 yeah. and, you know, like yeah. where, where, where am I going to prioritize? That's yeah. the big question. Yeah. Yeah, because you can't just spend a little time in all these games, like especially when playing with friends. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's that, there's Anthem, there's like you said, yeah. Fallout 76. Yeah, I feel, like there's, I feel like there's another one I'm missing. Yeah, and we don't even know what Halo Infinite could be, yeah. or you know, and that's that's later down the road. But it's just like those games are just yeah. being announced like crazy. And it's kind of yeah. weird. Like, I feel like game developers are kind of like, you don't have to buy all the games now. You know, like it used to be where you pick up a game and you play that for you know 
a few months and then you get to your next game and like that yeah. single player storyline it's not disappearing at all sony proved that yeah. but um it's interesting that like developers are like hey here's this one game and we want you to play it for the next like four years you know it's kind of a weird yeah. thing to think about um but you know, I'm cool with it. It make if as long as it's making great content, and I can hop in still and get an enjoyment out of it, I think it's totally worth it. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I think the one thing that I really liked that that uh, Square Enix announced is that with the Kingdom Hearts game. Oh yeah. For PlayStation Four, like even just like the basic copies are going to come with the all the other like in between games between one and two and two and three. So like the one point yeah. five, the two point eight. <laughs> All those other games, three is going to come with it. So I think that's really cool. That's a great move that's on their part. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, because that's going to get everybody hyped up and wanting to play all the Kingdom Hearts uh, in one time, and it's just going to build a lot of new fans. Um, yeah, I mean, it looks it's a great idea. I think it's going to be kind of like one of those, like they did Bayonetta 2, came with Bayonetta mm-hmm. 1 on the Wii U, and everybody freaked out, and it was like a really rare um disc i think this is going to be similar where um they're not going to have that many of these all three together packs and so it's going to be like the rare thing to have that all three it's going to be collectible down the road that's kind of what yeah. i'm thinking well and the nice thing is like for, for people like me who you know didn't have like a lot of the handheld devices that those came out on it's it's a great opportunity for people who are on the fence about getting it because let's face it the kingdom hearts games are really really confusing oh yeah Oh, so yeah. for them to like throw those in, like I don't have to, I don't have to go into all this extra effort just to like stay caught up with the story, yeah. is a huge is a huge selling point for those because I, I know there's probably a lot of people out there that played one, they played two, but they didn't play any of the middle games, and now they probably feel really lost going into three and are maybe on the fence about buying it. So it's a really really solid, really brilliant move by Square Enix to include those in the with the PlayStation copies. Yeah, some of those games that are portable are so good, like Birth by Sleep, yeah. which is on the PSP. I really love that game, and I remember playing it very fondly. And, um, you know, there was the, I believe Chain of Memories was the one that was on the Game Boy Advance. That one is so much fun. So there's a lot of, like, really quality titles in there that I like how Square is like, hey, don't forget about these. We're still going to put these in the front of your mind this many years down the road, which yeah. I think is a good testament to other games that might have been overlooked just a little bit. Um, and to other developers to say, hey, try putting these and lumping these together to create cohesive storylines. I like how God of War did that too. Mm-hmm. They did like a pack that had their um, Ghost of Sparta and Chains of Olympus PSP games implemented in on console. It's just a good idea. And I, I really like that some developers choose to do that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think that was really the only thing that Square Enix, I was really hoping for something a little bit more from the Avengers. Um, I'm not a huge Final Fantasy guy, so I'm, I wasn't like super upset that they didn't showcase too much with that. So that didn't really bother me. But I loved the move with, which I I think they actually just announced that. I don't even think they announced that at the Square Enix conference. I think they they announced that at the PlayStation conference. If I'm not uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They didn't even announce it at the Square at the Square Enix comment conference. Um, I'd probably say the other thing that I really liked about about uh, Ubisoft's conference and like them, with them announce, announcing Beyond Good and Evil 2 is uh, how they're going to incorporate – they're putting a lot of fan art and they're putting a lot of the fan music in the game. Yeah. Like yeah. There's, there's submission things. You can submit music and you can submit art and uh, they'll even compensate you for it. If I'm working on my piece right now. That's super cool. I'm yeah. assuming art and not uh, music. No. <laughs> 
No, I'm doing a, I'm doing a little doodle because it's just fun to even submit, and it, it seems like a yeah. cool community that I never really saw. Your yeah. wife needs to submit some stuff, man. That'd be awesome. Yeah, she thought about it. Uh, it just, it really just depends on her schedule and and how mm-hmm. busy she is and all that. So, well, that game's got like three years until it's probably going to be made. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, got a good timeline. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. But yeah, so I thought that was something pretty cool, and I know they par- partnered with Joseph Gordon Levitt in his uh, in his studio with for that. So that's really cool. Yeah, it's great. But yeah, uh, overall, like I'd say, I'd say, uh, I think Ubisoft had a, had a good conference. I think they had a good showing. Yeah. Um, wasn't super impressed with Square Enix, but again, that's 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 a whole personal preference thing. Yeah. So. Yeah. But uh, but moving on, I, I guess we can go ahead and move on to PlayStation. Let's do it. All right. I will say the PlayStation conference, it's such, it had such a mixed reaction. Mm-hmm. There's a yeah. lot of people that thought it was really, really good. And a lot of people who absolutely hated it. Mm-hmm. So, and honestly, like, I think this all comes down to like what kind of a gamer you are. For instance, like if you're, if you're a big online guy, if you're a big, if you're a big multiplayer, play with your friends, sort of people, you know, Xbox had an amazing conference. That's not what I focus on. So I wasn't super impressed with Xbox's conference because they didn't announce any new exclusives and exclusive solo player experiences is what I live for. So for me, PlayStation had a phenomenal conference and it was actually one of my favorite uh, in many, many years. And I know a lot yeah. of and, and Nintendo fans like Nintendo is is kind of it's kind of their own thing. Yeah. Like it's not so much. I mean, I don't play like Mario for the, you know, in-depth story experience. I play I play it because it's uh, just a fun time. And, and for those people, like Nintendo definitely had an amazing presentation too. So really it just depends on what kind of a, of, of a gamer you are to say who quote-unquote won E3, although I don't necessarily agree with that sentiment. I think if you're an online guy, Xbox definitely had a great showing. If you're a if you're story guy, you know, um, PlayStation definitely had a great showing. And if you're a Nintendo, I think, I think all the companies had great showings for their fan bases this year. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. It was a solid year, I would say, and I think it's it's interesting the culture we live in now because you know, five or six years ago at E three, it wouldn't be like um, you know you would see things for the first time and it'd blow your mind because there's no leaks or internet threads that are basically like mm-hmm. you know spoiling everything for you every minute, and so I think people get upset because they're like, oh, there wasn't any like get hype moments or make me go crazy moments, but at the same time it's like we live where we're constantly being fed new things. So like a lot of these big titles we kind of already knew about. Um, but now I think E3 is focused more on, Hey, you heard about this or you heard about this title being mm-hmm. leaked or presented. We're going to go in depth and show you why it looks really great and why it's going to be a great game. And to me, Sony really pulled that off. Um, my only yeah. complaint I'd say with the Sony conference, but it's also not a complaint I would say. Um, Whenever they start out in the church, I thought it was an amazing idea, and and I yeah. give them I give them crazy props for wanting to do something so creative yeah. and strenuous to figure out how to do. I bet they planned that for a long time to figure out how they wanted to do that and transition that, and so I give them all the props in the world for that. But um, at the same time, I think it ruined the pacing just a tad at the beginning, yeah. and then people didn't know what was happening, and and I, I think it's a cool idea. But at the same time, it kind of killed the flow just a tad. And especially because they weren't shifting every to all these four games and emphasizing each one in their own world. Mm -hmm. Um, 
I thought it might have been a little unnecessary, or maybe if they had, you know, set a select group that across the street they had that church, you know, and then could easily swap over while they move all those people into the auditorium or something like yeah. that. But uh, yeah, I don't know. It, like, it's interesting to see how they did it. Um, but it did pay off in the sense that whenever you see that Last of Us Part Two footage and she's in the yeah. chat, it all makes sense at that point, and yeah. that was really impressive. Yeah the uh, the whole reveal, like going from the church, like there to the actual like church in game was absolutely incredible yeah and, that was awesome and and the whole and i and it, it was kind of a give and take for me i thought like the what they did was so interesting it, i think it really just enhanced the whole like last of us experience more for me just seeing them go from like almost comparing like real life visuals to in-game visuals was something super super cool which really hasn't been done at e3 Honestly, like presentations, they don't vary up presentations very much at E3. Yeah. So for so yeah. well, I totally agree. It did like throw off the pacing just a little bit. I think the trade off was almost kind of worth it just to try something new. Yeah, exactly. And if I think if they would have come out and done the, uh, I mean, they they usually have the best conferences, and everybody knows it because like they have the it's real classy. They have the symphony, mm -hmm. you know, and it's very like interesting. Yeah. Uh, but I think that they were like, "Hey, how can we push this this year?" Yeah, and you know, with any new thing, it takes calibration, and they got to figure out, yeah. you know, how it's going to work exactly. So oh, yeah. I commend them for that for sure, for sure. I think, yeah. I think what they could have done is they could have almost had like a second theater with those other presenters. Because what I did like that they were doing was they were showcasing all the games that had multi-platform. With yeah. people sitting around, when they talked about, when they talked about, okay, we're going to get new Call of Duty maps. Like, hey. Uh, as a as an E3 bonus, you're getting an extra game this month for PS Plus. Oh, and for those of you who don't know, Call of Duty Black Ops 3 is free for PS Plus this month. It was a little Heck little yeah. added bonus that they threw in. Uh, so that could be a good fun one to, uh, I know, I play uh, the zombies with my brother quite yeah, a bit. Yeah, we, we, we need to play some zombies, man. Yeah, I, yeah definitely. So uh, definitely download that and we'll have to do that sometime. Yeah. But uh, so I kind of liked what they did in concept, like kind of having the showcase for their big exclusives, going more in depth yeah. with their big exclusives, and then kind of off to the side saying, hey, here are the other games that we're going to have that are multi-platform. Uh, here's a little bit of details about them and what PlayStation has to offer for those. So I kind of liked the thought behind it. It was just the execution was a little rough. I almost yeah. wish instead of ha them having like sitting at a booth, like almost just like a post press conference sort of feel to it. Just have like another auditorium. That way it still yeah. feels like a press conference. Yeah. It was a little weird. Cause they're like outside yeah. and it was kind of like, uh, okay. Yeah. But once they got in there and that, the Tsushima, uh, began the ghost of Tsushima, uh, gameplay began. That was when I think it just kicked yeah. off until the end. It was just like a plus. Mm -hmm. So, um, it kind of took that little transition, but in the Last of Us footage, I mean, gets you excited. Oh, and you, you, it's kind of great to like sit on it and think about yeah. it while they're like, "What did I just watch? This is amazing!" Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of people are like, "Hey, but, nobody clapped for that," and I was like, "Well, that's because they're probably speechless." Yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah. Last of Us is some of the most visceral gameplay um, you'll ever play. Yeah. So, yeah, it's brutal. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, man, the gameplay for that looked so good. Oh, yeah. It looks like the most seamless Naughty Dog has been yet, yeah. which is pretty impressive because they're very seamless yeah. already. Yeah. And being um, in, like, I was so impressed, like being able to crawl under cars, being able to like go in between things, just the, the like the motions for picking up the the arrows, the, the oh, yeah. wading through through the grass. 
the uh, the cra- I think one of the craziest things for me was when Ellie was under that van. And the uh, ladies like bending down to check under the van. You see Ellie like uh, cocked the uh, gun, and then like you see her shoot, like shoot, shoot the shoot the uh, shoot the uh, AI. And it was just like absolutely incredible. The graphics, the 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 AI were calling each other by name instead of just like "Hey, over here," which I thought was yeah. something really really nice. But the transitions were so smooth. Everything just looked really really good. Yeah, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a huge game, and I think definitely. I mean, did it say there was no date, right? No, but no I'm date. pretty sure it's gonna be 2019, from from what I'm thinking. Yeah, 20, 2019 or early 2020, I would probably say. Yeah, I could say, but I could see fall 2019. Yeah. I think that's a very yeah. good place. I think Holiday. they intentionally, mm-hmm. yeah, they intentionally showed gameplay to kind of show you that hey, we're we're progressing, you know, and, and uh, I think they could have easily done a CGI trailer you mm-hmm. know um and you know people would have been a little disappointed but they could have and you know said 2020 or something but i think they were kind of prepping everybody and yeah. said hey now's the time which is pretty and awesome see, the so, thing about naughty dog is the thing that's so crazy about them is you have like their graphics in in game at e3 and and like the graphics for uncharted were were just as like incredible when they showcased that when they showcased uncharted mm-hmm. 4 but then you got to the actual game and the graphics were actually better it's like the opposite of Ubisoft in that whole in that whole yeah. thing with uh, Watch Dogs a few years ago, where they had like a special setting just for E3, and then the graphics in game were worse. Yeah. It's actually it's like yeah. the opposite for Naughty Dog. Like you you see these amazing graphics and how incredible they already are, but then you realize that it's actually going to be better when you get it when you get in gameplay. Yeah, and you know it's just like they're still working on so, it, so it's like a pretty awesome yeah. feeling. I think. I think I, I think there's a, a lot of people are expecting specific things to happen in The Last of Us 2. But I think that Naughty Dog's going to kind of go in a different direction. Because I think everyone is kind of expecting Joel to die in The Last of Us 2. But I, I don't think they're going to go in that direction. I think they're going to I think they're going to do something very very shocking because they mentioned that The Last of Us 2, The Last of Us, the first one was about love and that this one is going to be about hate. So personally, what I now, now this is not confirmed. Uh, what I think is going to happen, I think they're focusing on Ellie quite a bit. I think Ellie is actually going to be the one to die, and I think you're going to have Joel avenging avenging her death. Oh wow! That's just just, just my personal yeah. kind of it's view tense. into it. I don't I don't know if that'll happen or not, but because I think everyone is kind of just the, they're anticipating Joel to die and like and Ellie. Ha- and Ellie like dealing with that afterwards. So, but I don't, I don't, I don't know if they're going to go in that road or not. Cause Naughty Dog has never been one to, to, uh, how should I say this to do something predictable? They've always been unpredictable, both of their storytelling yeah. and, and gameplay. So it'll be really interesting to see what they yeah. do. And I'm really excited. I'm really, really excited about it. Oh yeah, because oh, yeah. I, I know they've got a big, they've got a lot to live up to with the first game, and it looks like they're very much living up to it in the second game as well. Yeah, oh, definitely. So, but apart from that, um, move, moving on, kind of from The Last of Us Two, I think the other games that they showcased were really, really good. Uh, I am so oh, yeah. so excited about Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah, that uh, looks amazing. 
It looks really good. The fight choreography, the gameplay, it all looked absolutely stunning. The the, uh, the scenery itself looked beautiful. I love the color palette. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It reminds me of those old mm-hmm. samurai films, and it's got that kind of... <laughs> I like how the combat looks kind of like Assassin's Creed yeah. a little bit, but more um, like methodical and thought yeah. out like like samurai like your stances mm-hmm. and your placement and i think that's going to be a really cool mechanic to kind of play with um, throughout the oh, campaign yeah. yeah it looks really good it looks really really good yep uh 100 agree uh, the other the other the other games that i'm i'm pretty excited for that sony specifically announced was uh death stranding of course had a had another showing and yeah i think still it looks have awesome. no idea what it's about but <laughs> We're, we're kind yeah. of we're kind of piecing together little pieces here and there. The graphics that they showed from in game look absolutely incredible. Yeah, the yeah. world like I don't like I don't even mind if I feel like it's going to be like a very exploratory game mm-hmm. mixed with like horror elements. That's kind of the yeah. idea I'm getting. That like it's a lot of like walking around. It's it's more like an art film, I would think. Like you're walking around, experiencing things, and then there's like these really crazy horror moments where you're having to hide, and maybe some light gun combat. Well, it's it's so bizarre too when you look at the the background of the people involved with with this game. You've got mm-hmm. the lady involved is 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 a huge name among Cannes Film Festival. She's won the Palme d'Or. You've got. Oscar-winning yeah. director Guillermo del Toro is in it. You've got Mads Mikkelsen, yeah. and you've got Norman Reedus. Yeah. And I think there's probably going to be even more as yeah, the game progresses. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm excited. I mean, it's going to be a day one purchase for mm-hmm. me uh, because you know, like, I don't want it to be spoiled, yeah. whatever it is. Yeah. So, well, <laughs> I would yeah, say the one thing really in the past that I felt like is is like the one drawback. Especially, I, I felt this about Metal Gear Solid Five. Was like I felt like it was kind of monotonous. Like you were always doing the exact same thing. There wasn't really like any variation, and there's not necessarily anything wrong with that. But it just like the gameplay just felt like kind of monotonous after a while, and I got kind of bored with it. So I'll be interested. I'll be interested interested to see uh, what happens with this. But I mean, everything I've seen from it so far looks absolutely crazy. It looks absolutely incredible. So, yeah. but it definitely, it yeah. looks almost like it's going to be almost like a weird sci-fi indie sort of triple A just gaming experience. So it could, it, it's one of those things like it could be like absolutely phenomenal, but it also like people may just think it's too weird. Yeah, so, that's true. I, I think there's definitely going to be a very dedicated mm-hmm. fan base that kind of, you know, sticks to this uh, the kojima fans but um if it it, it's all gonna be debatable upon the score uh and you know if that's gonna get that mainstream success it's gonna be very hard to market this game in a (laughs) regular audiences but yeah yeah definitely definitely the other game that they kind of showed a little bit from they didn't really do i think it was just more more of a cinematic trailer but control looked very intriguing yeah, I mean that looked awesome, and that's the creators of the Quanta. Uh, what, what's it called? Uh, yeah. Quantum Break. That was on Xbox, and, and yeah, I mean that looks really cool. I mean the the game, the little kind of gameplay looking elements that they showed look yeah. very interesting. Um, 
a lot of like that psychokinetic powers and you know telekinesis and all that. I mean, yeah, that looked, was really cool. I it was looked all about almost it. to me like when they were first doing it, I was like, oh, it looks kind of like a, like Portal mixed with maybe some maybe a little bit of horror elements mixed with like mm-hmm. you know like psychokinetics, all these sort all these sorts of things. So yeah, I'm really I'm really intrigued by it, and I'm definitely going to be keeping an eye on it. I think that was the one like big AAA game that they that they showcased that I don't think anyone had had seen anything from yet. So it was kind of cool, kind of interesting to see them throw that out. Yeah, a uh, big big win for them too is Neo too. Yeah. That's a great oh, yeah. announcement that kind of just solidifies that mm-hmm. fan base for PlayStation. Um, I was like, Onimusha? Is this Onimusha? Or, you know, I, I've been waiting for Tenchu to come out. But um, Neo 2, I mean, Neo, the first Neo is, is a really, you know, high-rated game. So it's oh, exciting yeah. that they uh, are releasing a second. Um, what else they got that they announced besides the other yeah. babies? Uh, oh, of course, that promo for Resident Evil 2 was um, oh, yeah. pretty amazing. Yeah, that was like the ultimate hype. Everybody's been waiting for that game yeah. for years. So um, it's very exciting that they got that. And that what a great mm-hmm. trailer to like have a perspective of a rat and then, you know, just throw everybody off until that last second. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah at first I was like, exciting. oh, is this some sort of VR game? Like, Yeah, it looked very yeah. VR. Yeah. But uh, speaking, speaking of VR, I think their VR had a pretty good showcase as well. It seems like there's some really interesting stuff coming up for PSVR. So that'll be really interesting. Yeah. There's that game from the from Nick Rowland, creator of uh, Rick and Morty. That looks pretty interesting, pretty fun, very colorful. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Versus Versus the universe. Yeah, I think I think I think yeah, that could be a really fun good. VR game. Looks like it could be very interesting. Um, few few yeah. other ones here and there. I think the uh, that the guitar like lights the the guitar hero lightsaber thing they're porting over. Looks, oh looks yeah, pretty interesting. Yeah. Uh, of course, they announced. Yeah, they announced the uh, a Wolfenstein PR, which looks pretty interesting as well. So, yeah, I'm pretty interested. I, I, I'm really interested to see how how VR develops and to see if they keep continuing it because it is something that I don't yeah. think it is just a fad. I think it does have long term potential. It just needs the support for it. Because the problem is, like, you yeah. can't buy you can't buy PlayStation VR by itself. You've got to buy a PlayStation. And then you've essentially got to buy another second system in addition to the PlayStation. So, so it'd be interesting to see like if they included some sort of VR with the next console series, like had them had them bundled together. I think that could be interesting to see. But at this point, like it, I almost feel like there's not enough support for it to do any really big AAA games for it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I've my uh, old roommate before I got married had VR, and I, I played most of the PlayStation. VR games that were around, you know, in the last year or two. Um, so I played like Batman and Riggs and all that kind of stuff. I, I like it a lot. My only issue is that, and they've got to figure this out, is that I get super nauseous and sick every time I play VR. And so it's kind of like some games I'm fine, but others they mess me up and like I'm sick for yeah. the rest of the night. So there's got to be some some. Way it's it's all about the controls, how the game plays. Because I'm fine if I'm in the world, but for some reason, if I'm using the jo- uh, I'm about to say Joy Cons, the joysticks to move myself and look around and move my controller while I'm sitting still, it makes me so sick. So they got to figure out you know some better methods. I think um, 
but once they do that and kind of integrate on that, I think they'll be in a really good place for that other. There's like a whole, there's like a lot of reasons why VR isn't working necessarily right now. Mm-hmm. But I think that's actually a big one for a lot of people. Um, Cause I, I've, we, we had it in our apartment. We always have people come over and play it. Cause you know, if you got VR, you might as well. And everybody that was like half the people were like, Oh, this makes me too sick. And it's like, well, they yeah. got to figure that out. <laughs> Cause well, here's, yeah. well, here's the, here's the problem. I think that's, I, I don't think that's something you can actually fix. And this is, this is, this is about to get like super, super nerdy, but like with VR and like with how your brain is like your vestibular system with your brain, Whenever what you're seeing doesn't match up to what your body is doing, yeah, you get that experience, and that's something you can't really fix with VR. Yeah, it messes with you too. Unfortunately, when you take Unless, off your um, visor, it's like, tools. yeah, <laughs> yeah. And so, unfortunately, like that's just that's just like kind of the way it is. And I don't really think there's much that they could do do with it. Although the interesting thing about VR is that they're also using it. A lot of places are starting to use it for like post stroke patients there's certain programs that you can do to help people recover from strokes and things like that by using vr programs that's cool yeah so something really really interesting in the field of medicine how they're kind of incorporating that technology you can use eye movements within a vr system working out those eye movements really helps with balance issues wow so that's kind of like a little nerdy medical side thing that's cool though Uh, yeah but uh, other than that, as far as the PlayStation conference goes, I don't think they announced a whole lot else. I mean, Spider-Man was the big outro. Oh, yeah, of course. I, mean, I don't know how I forget. I think it's just because that one is releasing so soon that I kind yeah, of kind forgot of like, about it. I don't want to see any more of it. You know, I'm like excited yeah. just to play it. <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> it's definitely. Amazing. It looks kind of like, to me, it kind of looks like a mix between, it's, it's, it definitely does have like those, uh, that, Batman Arkham mm-hmm. sort of gameplay yeah. fighting mechanic to it. Yeah. Yeah, it feels kind of like that if a cross between that and like infamous. Yeah, which I'm I'm really cool with that. And you know, if they yeah. get the feel of Spider-Man down, which I th- it looks like they do, um that's going to mm-hmm. be awesome. And and I hope it's a you know, I hope that it's a big open world kind of like a city and then they'll pull me into these very condensed linear story missions, mm-hmm. which I'm kind of getting that vibe of. Uh, but man, yeah. it looks really fun. It looks it really does. really fun. It really does. Yeah, it might be my most anticipated for the rest of the year. Well, never mind. But it is it is highly anticipated for me. Um, oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, it'll, it'll be something like I'll see like I'll see kind of like some of the reviews first because I'm not a big open world person, so it really depends on how the story is. If they're more for, focused on the open world aspect and the story is just kind of so so, I may hold off on it for a little bit. But if the story is really really good, then it'll it'll probably be a pretty pretty soon pickup for me as well. Yeah, and who do you think that person is at the end of the trailer? Oof, Uncle Ben. <laughs> Just floating like an angel? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I have no idea. Uh, maybe maybe Harry Osborne. Yeah, it'd be really interesting if they tied this in. Because it's kind of weird. Like I feel like, yeah, like Harry Osborne or something would make sense. But it's kind of like, why do you put that at the end of your E3 trailer? You know? Yeah. It, it's kind of yeah. interesting. It makes me think, like, yeah. what if they tie in another superhero and that's yeah. like a, a big secret that they're kind of holding until you know it releases and then they're going to announce this yeah. game coming out which would be really cool um, yeah but yeah it's really surprising and and i wasn't expecting a little twist like that 
or yeah. to not know what's going to happen next. So well, the thing was, them. yeah, the thing was like, I think it seemed like it could be a hero too. Cause it seemed like he was about to die. And then there was just, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like, it was just like, boom. So, I mean, maybe another, I mean, and there was light too. So maybe like, I don't know. I mean, Iron Man comes, comes to mind. Yeah. That'd be pretty sweet. Um, but yeah, I mean, I mean, there's really, there's really, I re- I have no idea who, who's, who's it going to be. <laughs> it's exciting though. That's cool. Yeah. 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 So it's, it's def- definitely keeping me hyped though. Yeah. Yeah. It, uh, overall, great, great conference. I think it was oh, yeah. solid. It, oh, it, yeah. it did exactly what it wanted to, or what it needed to, for me at least, mm-hmm. is that now I'm even more excited for Death Stranding for yeah. spider-man for um tsushima and for last of us i mean it, oh, yeah. it, it just affirmed that belief inside of everybody that they are great games and uh just kind of built upon it in a better way so i think that's exactly oh, yeah. what you need to do with with uh, a press conference and they nailed yeah. it yeah overall i'd say an excellent conference the, uh, the minor thing of course with the transition kind of just threw off but i think for content it was excellent I know, I know there were some complaints about them not showing really very many dates. I think the only date that we got confirmed was Spider-Man, and none of the other exclusives had any sort of date. Um, and then, was, of course, as well as Ghost, Ghost not, not Ghost, um, Death Stranding didn't have too much gameplay involved with it, and we still don't really know what's going on there, yeah. was the other complaint that I saw. As well as I know a lot of people who, a lot of people who are really big into MMOs, multiplayer, really didn't like the conference at all because it was solely single player. Yeah. So uh, I know a buddy of mine who's, who's, who's big, uh, big into, you know, destiny uh, PC really didn't like the conference at all because it really didn't offer anything for him. But, but I mean, for me, for single player people, for PlayStation people, I think it was an absolutely great conference. Yeah. And I'll be real. This is my hot take right here on Sony is that in 20 years or 10 years, whenever all of these, online games i think sony's thinking this that all these online games are kind of running down you know on their time um because mm-hmm. you know we've already seen it the original destiny basically i mean it's like it's like a dollar at gamestop because it's so like yeah. null and void and a lot of these games everybody thinks they're going to live forever but in five years you know 90 percent of them will not exist anymore technically you can't even play them yeah. You have to have online only and all this other stuff. And Sony is like creating this very rich and diverse library that's going to sit for the rest of time. You know, I can play, yeah. um, I love going back even and playing Spider Man 2 on the PlayStation 2. I mean, it's a great yeah. game, it's solid and fun. And I could see, you know, me wanting to introduce my kids to this new Spider Man, you know, that's coming out and being like, hey, you know, check this out. This is what your dad was playing, you know, and all this kind of stuff. And so oh, I yeah. think it's really smart to, to, as many as MMOs and online games as you want to make, you need to accent it with very solid and long standing single player experiences. And Sony oh, is saying, Sony's saying, um, you know, you guys can do that. That's fine. And, and it really, it's a win-win for Sony because all of these games are multi-platform basically that are going to be online. And so they're getting all that just coming in from third parties, but they're saying, Hey, for our core audience, we've got amazing single player experiences mm-hmm. and it's not failing them. I mean, they have, uh, God of War, which just did incredibly well. You know, it's, it's like, they just stick into their thing to their guns and it's going to make the ps4 a way more appealing um, console years and years down the road 
Yeah. And and even and even long term, I think it's going to help out the the sales for the next generation of consoles. Oh yeah. For people that are looking yeah. for a single player experience. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I mean, unless unless these studios that Microsoft just bought really starts putting out some big AAA single player titles, I don't really see too much changing in the near future as far as this whole dynamic between single player exclusives goes. So, but yeah, definitely like you were saying, I mean, I, I literally just finished the other day. I finished, I'm going through the Uncharted Uncharted series again because I, because I love them so much, you know, I and definitely down the road, like my kids, like I'm going to, you know, they're. T- I mean, they'll totally play Uncharted, but I'm. But I'm probably not going to, you know, go play. You know, the Call of Duty Modern Warfare Two, and I know that's kind of a different sort of multiplayer experience. I'm probably not going to play Call of Duty Modern Warfare Two with my kids and be like, "Hey, play this game." Or like the original Division or something. Yeah. Division One. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So yeah, I, I definitely do think you have a point there about about longevity and creating games that are going to last many many years. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, I think like Last of Us 1 and 2, I think they're going to be like a master class in what is a great game. Yeah. And, and they're going to sit through time very well. Um, but yeah. yeah. I think, I, think just, I think just Naughty Dog games in general, in general are that. Yeah. 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 I, exactly. mean, I, mean, they've, I mean, Naughty Dog has always defined a generation of gaming. Whether you look at Crash Bandicoot with the original PlayStation, you look at Jack and Dexter – for PlayStation 2, you look at yep. the Uncharted series, and then The Last of Us for PlayStation 3, PlayStation 4, you're going to have you had Uncharted 4, you had The Last of Us, which they ported over. They had, they're probably going to have The Last of Us 2 before the generation before the generation is up. So, I mean, Naughty Dog has really, really put a huge mark on gaming, and their games are just so, so, so great as far as, as, as narrative and uh, g- gameplay goes. So, yeah, I definitely, I definitely think... You're 100 percent right there. They're really creating games that are going to be lasting for a very, very long time. Yeah. Nice. Well, I think that's the Sony E3 press conference. I think that is it. All right. I think moving on to your baby, Woo. Nintendo. Yes. What were uh, your? Let's hear your thoughts because I know you're a big Nintendo guy. Yeah, I think Nintendo is in the best place that they've been in in years and years. Maybe since I don't know, man. It, they're in a very good place right now. And I think that their press conference um, kind of showed it. Um, to me, Nintendo is a whole different kind of ball game than a typical press conference because they're releasing. This is to me. This was just another direct, so it's it's um, not necessarily this whole like here's from the entire year what we have to present to you, um, but they're more like hey, you guys have been getting continuous content and information we're just going to keep giving you a little bit we're going to add a little extra because it's e3 and i think that they really nailed that i love the style of press conference that they did because you'll never see like nintendo doing or seeing nintendo in a cringe compilation or like you know um a really bad blooper or something pop out Um, so in terms of conference it's so smart for in my opinion to just sit down with the developers, film them pre-recorded, and then put it all into a very nice, clean package and then just deliver it to the people exactly how you intend mm-hmm. to say what you're trying to say. So I thought that was really great. I think that Sony learned a little bit from that, or not not necessarily from Nintendo, but I think we're streamlining our conferences to where like after that little intermission, there was really nobody that spoke, you know, for the rest of the conference. And it kind of showcased like, hey, 
people care about the games. You know, you don't need a mm-hmm. developer to come up. That's that was sort of my issue, especially with like EA um, and um, you know Bethesda had some issues like that. Even though they were kind of cool conferences, or you know, some are decent conferences. It's just like it it drives the, the hype of the conference to the ground whenever you just have someone sitting there talking about their game and they, they're not really good at public speaking it just makes it kind of weird yeah. so I'm and glad that, yeah and sometimes it's just downright uncomfortable too exactly like you're just like oh man help this guy yeah please yeah. oh yeah <laughs> but i think i think you're definitely on point though i think i think that nintendo is at a really really good place almost almost since i think they're in the best place they've been since the original since the wii came out I yeah. remember just the, cra- the absolute obsession and the craze about getting a Wii when the Wii was first announced, and I think they are in. I think they are in the best spot. They've had a really good string of games. They've got a solid system that's both. It's good. It's great for home. It's great for away. So yeah, they're in a really really awesome spot to be in right now. Yeah, and to me, like all of their releases were stuff that I love. And I'm I'm very excited about, and so it hit me right in the perfect spot. I mean, Sony definitely I think had the same thing, but with Nintendo, it's there's such different worlds that it, I was so happy that it hit both of my styles. You know, I love that third person adventure experience that Sony gives me, but I also love my weird Japanese and bizarre cartoony kind of games too that Nintendo delivers, and they really did a great job they, they started out very strong with some new like weird um damon x machina uh, mech game which hey okay i'm down for that um then they announced overcooked 2 which overcooked 1 is like one of my all-time favorite games it's so much fun um so overcooked 2 is a great announcement octopath Tra- traveler um you know reminding everybody that that's coming out um Xenoblade Chronicles 2 DLC, which is great. I mean, that's a really cool JRPG. I played that one. Um, I am kind of interested in the DLC. The Biggie uh, Super Mario Party, which is awesome, and it's it's so expected. Everybody's been waiting for a Super Mario Party or a Mario Party game to hit the Switch, mm-hmm. and I'm definitely going to be buying that because me and Bree love Mario Party, and mm-hmm. it strengthens our marriage or tears it apart, uh, depending on how the game goes. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, Fire Emblem. I mean, everybody's been waiting for that Fire Emblem because it's. They were saying it was going to come out in 2018. They de- they delayed it to spring 2019, but we got to see some gameplay that was really awesome. Um, it goes back to that old school grid style. Um, I think it's going to be awesome whenever they release even more information about it. Fortnite was released. You know that's cool. Uh, and then of course the main uh, the main course was Smash Brothers, which uh, I was literally so excited and blown away by um i couldn't i couldn't craft a better smash game like Mm -hmm. the fact that it's every single character that's ever been introduced into smash even dlc or random one-off they're all there and then they're going to add more characters it's just insane idea and the switch is such a perfect platform there's never been a platform so good for smash than the nintendo switch um the fact that i can be sitting um you know, somewhere and just randomly meet up with somebody and play smash wherever I'm at is like one of the Mm -hmm. most exciting things. Cause usually it was like, all right, let's all get our friends. And like my whole, you know, college life, I played smash in dorm rooms and at apartments, you know, and everybody has to meet up and do all this. Now that we have it just in such a great portable fashion, it just makes it uh, such a great 
um, experience. And so like to, to see that they're making a super smash brothers ultimate, I mean, I was just blown away. Um, introducing Ridley, which was really cool from, from super Metroid. Insanely awesome. I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was a good conference. It was a very good conference for yeah. sure. I think, uh, like as far and one of the things that I really liked that they announced was of course that you can use the I think it was the GameCube controller. Mm-hmm. Yep. For Smash yeah. Brothers when it comes out, which is something that people love. Yeah. You know, playing Smash Brothers Melee, I think, was the best entry in the series and everyone loved playing that on the GameCube. So I think that was a really, yeah. really smart move to 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 have that option for people to do. Yeah, I mean if they didn't do that, people would literally like riot in the streets, I think. Yep. So they, they kinda had to. I mean, I play with a pro controller or, you know, whatever. Um, I'm not too picky, but um yeah, but there I know people though that I play with and they're like they have to have a GameCube controller. Yeah. Which is cool. I mean, you know, it, it, I bet if you're used to it and you've been playing since melee, it's like you might as well stick to it. So yeah. Yeah, I thought it was a great conference. I mean, it's different. It's not a huge spectacle. It's just a bunch of really cool announcements. So I wouldn't say that it's necessarily better than Sony's or you know anything like that. I, I just think that it really, it, for my personal tastes, it, it touched on it perfectly. It got yeah. me really excited for all the stuff that they're um, bringing to the table, which is what I look for at uh, E3. You know, I don't really care about all the big stages and the spectacle. I want to see the announcements, and they, they did a great job. I wish they could have, you know, maybe put some more dates in and and there's definitely stuff that's big question marks like where's the yoshi game that was supposed to be announced or that's supposed to come out this year you know um there's so many games that are like in the pipe like metroid prime 4 like where's that but at the same time there i know that there's going to be a direct in a couple months and then i'll just get my information from there and same thing with playstation though mm-hmm. we're going to get PSX, you know, and then there's Paris Games Week and Tokyo um, Show, and so there's, there's a lot of diff- different places to kind of get that information. Oh, yeah. So we live in a society now where it's not, it's not so. Dis- if you're disappointed about not seeing an announcement, it's like, don't worry, you're probably going to hear about it in like a month because there's so much stuff going on, yeah. so much information always being released. I mean, yeah. Is there any? Are there any? Anything else you'd like to see added to Smash Brothers? Any particular players, any fighters from previous games that you'd like to... Or I shouldn't say fighters from previous games because they're all going to be there, but fighters maybe yeah. from other games that you'd like to see incorporated in? I mean, I think it would be really cool uh, now that they have the um, Crash Bandicoot trilogy on Switch. Throw Crash Bandicoot in there. I think that'd be a really awesome character. And I think it would fit in the quirkiness of Smash Bros. Yeah. Perfectly. He has, he has a great moveset that he could throw out. Um, I think it's definitely going to be announced, um, ARMS characters, um, because that just is is very no-brainer. Um, who else was I thinking? Waluigi. Oh. <laughs> yes. Um, definitely. Um, I would say, uh, have you ever played the game Shovel Knight? I have. Yeah, I would like Shovel Knight. I think that'd be a really cool character that they could throw in. Um, yeah, this yeah, is, very this cool. Is, this like, is kind of out there, but you know who I think they should put in there? You know the safety person for putting on your Wii strap on the uh, on the Wii? <laughs> they would. They like, would use Wii controllers. Yeah, I mean they've got the uh, they've got the Mies. They've got the uh, the yoga. What is it? The yoga lady. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I mean, throw in throw in the the Wii safety person, you know? Why not? Yeah, why not? I mean, it's Nintendo, you know. Mm-hmm. You can kind of do whatever you want. Yeah, other than that, uh, I'd kind of like to see Funky Kong 
from Donkey Kong? Yeah, that'd be a really. I mean, I, I think third party, you know, um, because they they're put they're putting Snake back in, which mm-hmm. in Cloud, which Cloud is my main, so I'm excited that they're going to bring him back. Um, but uh, yeah, I would say even everybody's saying like Soltaire from the Dark Souls, the Praise the Sun character, yeah. um, or Solaire. I'm not sure. I don't play Dark Souls, but I think that'd be a really funny character to kind of add in, you know, and he does, has a really cool moveset. Mm-hmm. Um, or even they were saying like the mascot of Skyrim, you know, the with the uh, Viking helmet oh, yeah. and doing like Fusto Ra and all that kind of stuff and just like having him in that world would be kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, the fact that we're getting all the characters though, it's like limitless opportunity to, mm-hmm. you know, play smash. And I think this is going to be the one that we sit on for the next five years, yeah. honestly, you know, yeah, I think, um, which is great. I think for me, something that would be really, really cool for them to do is make, make eight bit versions for their games or for their fighters. Oh yeah. I mean, if yeah. they've got Mr. Game and watch who is, you know, who is it, who's a two dimensional character, they could totally do 8-bit versions of a lot of their characters, which I think would be cool alternate things that they could do. Yeah, I love the new costumes that they announced. Um, like, they're kind of doing Mario. Um, they're giving him um, the Super Mario Maker outfit, and then they're also going to give him a outfit from Odyssey. I can't remember off the top of my mm-hmm. head right now what it was. Uh, but then they're doing, like, these... They're called shadow characters, um, and so like Peach will have a shadow character, but it's actually Daisy. Mm-hmm. Um, and this, they have like basically the same move set, but they just have very different appearances. Yeah. So I kind of like that idea. And then I think they're going to play with that a lot with all of, like, it's really cool. The, uh, in- uh, inklings from, um, Splatoon, there's like eight different variations of that one character huh. and full different outfits and all of that. Um, and, uh, what was it? There, there was another set that was like completely unique, but yeah, they're kind of really playing with like creating different looks for each character. And, um, like link has, I think three skins, um, in the game. It's just really cool how they're really going to make it so attention, like have so yeah. much attention to detail. Now, have they announced how many levels or fighting areas there's going to be? They announced, I believe, uh, most of them. There's a lot. Um, and they cool. introduced some new levels too. Um, they're doing a Splatoon level, uh, a new Donk City level. Um, I saw the Super Mario Galaxy have... one that they're going to be doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so it's really cool. I mean, I only play on one map, so I'm like pretty chill with it. But uh, um, they they do have a thing like um, there's like Omega levels, so you can set it to where it's just one flat map, which is what I'll usually play if I'm playing any of the weird maps that kind of like jump you everywhere and stuff. And but then there's also um, it's called battle. Uh, battleground levels so it's like um, omega level or it's just flat but it has three panels yeah. and so you can kind of jump a little bit i like that idea yeah. that's really cool and that's going to be available on every map <laughs> so um, yeah i'm all about it. It, it, it nintendo did great with their press conference i was really impressed yeah. okay so so overall over all of e3 i mean what are what are your what are your top highlights from all from all the conferences um to me my number one is smash i think that it was a great announcement um, my number two, I'd say, honestly, I'd probably have to encapsulate like the entire PlayStation conference because it's just really quality. Um, but yeah, I mean, play, it's between, I, I think everybody else was, was cool, but we really got that E3. I got the E3 feeling from Sony and Nintendo. So those are my real highlights, I'd yeah. say. 
Yeah. I'd probably say. What about you? I'd probably say for me. I think I think Last of Us Part Two is, of course, number definitely number one on my radar. Um, other than that, like I mean, just the announcement from Smash Brothers, I think we'll probably end up getting a Switch around Christmas time. Uh, it was, it's like I was telling oh, who was I telling it the other day? You know, for uh, when it comes to when it comes to Mario Party and Super Smash Brothers, there are no family members. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, it's gonna you, get you real. have no family when you play Smash Brothers. Person, yeah, it's gonna get every person for, for, for themselves because that that always gets really intense. But yeah, I think that was probably my number two. Number three, I'm really excited about the gaming studios that Xbox acquired. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then uh, I think just just after that would be some of the other PlayStation exclusives. But yeah, overall, I'd say I really enjoy this E3. Um, and and of course Bethesda. Bethesda had an excellent conference as well. I think there's there's a lot there that I'm really excited about as well. So, oh yeah. Oh yeah, Bethesda did a great job. Fallout seventy six. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on. Yeah, it was a great conference. I thought that you know it was a good showing. It, not too many big like mind blowing revelations, but I didn't think it needed it. Um, but yeah, thought it was great. Definitely. Well, I think that should about do it for us today. Is there anything else you wanted to talk about? E three related, gaming related? Um, not really. Um, one little shout out. I'm playing Detroit Become oh, Human. Cool. It's really great. I highly recommend yeah. it. Um, it's really fun. So I'm, check it out. Uh, I'm finishing. Uh, I'll be finishing up God of War here in the next couple of days, so we can definitely do a, do a discussion nice. for that next time. We'll do a yep. spoiler filled discussion for that. Um, there, there's there's been a uh, something I'm excited about. They've, there's been a bunch of new announcements as far as uh, as comic books comic books goes, which we don't have just have enough time today since we've already gone over so much because there's a lot to talk about there. But there's a lot going on within the comic book world. Uh, of course, the whole thing with Jeff Johns. Uh, they announced some new story stuff for Tom King. They announced a bunch of new stuff as far as the movies, as far as uh, movies go. So yeah, there's a lot of really good, really interesting stuff going on right now in the world of comic books and comic book movies. So, yeah. awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for everyone who tuned in today. We really enjoyed going through E3 with everyone, talking about what we're excited for, what we loved uh, in the world of games. So definitely tune in again. We'll be doing another episode here in in the next few days, and we'll uh, talk some more, talk a little comic books, talk a little movies. So thanks for everyone for listening in.